Hello and welcome to another episode of BJ Shea's Board Game Alliance. We are on episode 102 and I am your host, Joey Dees. Interesting. No nickname. No no trying to catch me off guard. I don't know what's going on to my left. Josh Utley, who looks quite mysterious. Hey, how's it going? Villainous, maybe. We thought you could use a day off. It's been a long summer. You thought I could use a day off. Yes. Is the excuse we're going for right yeah, yeah, now, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, he is of the Omega Games, gamers, and his partner in crime, Sean Epperson, who's just laughing in the background of Think 12 Games. I am worried. Oh, hey, hey. I'm wearing his I'm Decepticon innocent. hat. I'm innocent in this Decepticon hat. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Vicky>? laughing, <laughs> laughing in the background of Think 12 Games is what he does all day. Oh, yeah, okay, pretty much. Yeah. That's my job. Vicky, no, Vicky looks like she... No. I have no idea what's going on. Honestly, I'm like trying to figure it out myself. She's Vicky B. She's running the boards. We're happy to be back. We were off for two weeks. I'm told to look at Josh and tell the bo- uh, the lovely Geek Nationals how to get a hold of us. But he looks like he's got other. I don't. No, no. I'm gonna just no. Just go to bjgeeknation.com. You get all the podcast, blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. More. You can also search for us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, iTunes, and Odyssey.com. A-U-D-C-Y. Wait. No. No. Close. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. That's right. Com. Uh, well, Joe, we just wanted you to expand your horizons a little bit. Would you quickly read us the list of name of game names we're going to talk about today? Uh, <laughs> that's why you didn't want me to open the show notes today. Okay. <laughs> Prepare yourself, people. This is going to get interesting. Maybe a little bumpy. <laughs> Zolkin. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Tio Tahakan. Close. <laughs> close, but wrong. But uh, go ahead. Okay. Trismegistus. Very close. Uh, yeah, that was really good. Uh, Tekahinu. Way off. Tahuana <laughs> Tasuyu. Ooh, very close. That was very, close, very, yeah. very close. Tibanisui. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Dang it. Tiltum. Tiltum. Very close. I thought it was Tiltum, too. There you go. So did I yesterday, but I was corrected. I guess it's Tiltum. Tiltum. I like how you had some of the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllables. Yes, you did. This is a T-series, apparently. Sometimes your G's were hard, and sometimes they weren't. Wait, what? You know what? I like to uh, add a little flair sometimes to my G's. You just never know when. I now see why I didn't have a nickname. I feel like we could definitely just do a whole, like, YouTube or TikTok series where you guys either try to pronounce all these games and then correctly (laughs) show the pronunciation. It'll be a hit. We would still fail most of the time, yeah. even with like somebody right. there mm-hmm. telling us and showing us. No, we're going to talk about the T-Series, mainly from Board and Dice, mainly from designers Daniela Tassini mm-hmm. and David Turchi. Yes. Okay. That was impressive. Way Twice better than I did. <laughs> the only thing that connects these games, is it the theme? No. Is it the mechanics? No. Is it a T at the beginning of the names? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what we like. Wow. <laughs> For T-Rex. But the T-Series is actually remarkable. And I don't even think they actually officially have it as the T-Series. They just like to do this. Yeah. Uh, it's just a remarkable set of Euro games that are amazingly produced and amazingly designed. 
are amazingly addictive and engaging <laughs> and, well, they're amazing. Yeah. I love amazing. It sounds like you may have played some of these games. <laughs> A few. I've played all but two. Yeah. Uh, the first one. I should one, more of these than I have. Yeah. Wow. That well, was shocking. <laughs> the first one is arguably the most overproduced beautiful one, which Sean has and I think's played. I have yes. never played. And it came out in 2012. Ooh, That's step. Zulkin the Mayan Calendar. Yeah. Zulkin's really cool. So Zulkin is a worker placement game, and there is a bunch of gears that are on the board, these uh, plastic gears. And as you take turns to the game, those gears turn. So where your people are at, the longer they're on there, the better stuff you get. So you're you're kind of timing this thing going, well, when do I want to pull this person off to get the best benefit? But at some point, you start having to pull things off. Um, it's a kind of a weighty game. But the cool thing is there's this giant gear that's in the center. And people like to paint this uh, giant gear. And mine's been hand-painted and it's just... Absolutely gorgeous. It's a uh, humble, humble brag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> humble brag. Mine's, mine's hand painted. It's I mean, beautiful. <laughs> I see some cool little miniature skulls. Do you have the miniature skulls? Yes. So the, those actually come in the game as well. That's actually one of the components in the game. Uh, there's corn. There's these skulls. They're like Mayan skulls. So um, yeah, like just a normal production of it is a very pretty game. But if you actually paint that center gear, uh, it's got all these like Mayan symbols and uh, cool little like images and stuff. Like that really pops them out and just makes it just look gorgeous. Do you know what it reminds me of? The game of life spinner that you'd spin <laughs> with the little thing on it. Yes. My meeples are going everywhere. Whiz. <laughs> I never won the game of life very much. Now that being a worker placement game with some amazing production quality and the fact that I've never played it. Makes me sad since Sean's owned it for a long time and has never put it on his table. We should probably uh, play it sometime. Yeah, I think we should. And then I should own your copy. Uh, no. Okay, I'll get my copy, but you loan me your gears. Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh, for two. Uh, well, the next one on there is Teotihuacan, City of Gods. Did I get that right? I can't tell you. I don't think you did. Ah, darn <laughs> So Teotihuacan is about building the Pyramid of the Sun. Uh, each player commands a force of worker dice, and you start out with three dice, and you're working around this pyramid on these spots, and every time you move and do something, you get materials for building tiles, building steps, painting. But every time you move, your dice upgrade, so your pips get more powerful. And the more dice you have on one location, the more stuff you get. And eventually they they rotate all the way back around to one, and you get it. You can get another dice or these other bonuses. But by the end of the game, you have this cool uh, pyramid built out of like mahjong tiles and uh, uh, really decorative, nice tiles. But it's an amazing game, and it plays differently every time because the boards for your worker locations around the pyramid they it's modular. You can run and set them up however you want. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm seeing, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I did not, I would not have guessed you could change those boards. And side note, if you were curious. Teotihuacan. Ah, yes, I am not good at this. Teotihuacan. Teotihuacan. That sounds a little Americanized, but I'll take it. <laughs> now I get why you have me pronounce these, so that when I butcher them. <laughs> yes. yes. We never said we were better than you. No, yeah. that's fair. Well, <laughs> they just want to make fun of you. They're not liars. They're just good at setting me up. <laughs> 
Uh, the next one I've actually not played because the rule book makes my brain hurt. It's uh, Trismegistus, The mm. Ultimate Formula. This is about alchemy and brewing potions and a lot of uh, trying to turn lead into gold. And uh, I've tried to read this rule book when I was tired. And don't no. ever, ever do that. This is a very... It's one of the games that tries to use its own terminology for things, yeah. which is really cool when you know it, but you got to get to know it. So it's a little, it's definitely a higher level one, but I am looking forward to playing it. BJ has it. We will play it. It will be amazing. Well, it's a weighty game too. Like on BGG, it's got over a four, which is like, that's on the high end of yeah. heavy, heavy games. I don't think BJ's going to turn a lot of lead to gold. I'm just going to put that out there now. <laughs> not to, you know, not to. <clears throat> he turns gold to lead. There you go. <laughs> Just kidding, BJ. We love you. <laughs> uh, the next one is actually my favorite of the series because I love Egypt. This is uh, Takanu, Obelisk of the Sun. And in this game, you're building the great palaces to the gods. And there's this obelisk, and you put dice around it. And based on the color of the dice... And which side of the pyramid, the obelisk it's on, whether it's on the light side, the shaded side, or the dark side, changes whether the dice are even available to you, whether they're powerful, whether they can be good for this or that. And that rotates constantly. So you only take a total of 16 turns in this whole game. But it's still, which you think, you're going in, you're like, that's not enough time. I can't, I can't play a game in that amount of time. But it's such a good game. Everything is so well designed. A buddy of ours... The day we, me and Sean and I learned it, the iconography was so good in that game, he just guessed everything. Really? As I was reading, he's like, does this mean this? I'm like, that's exactly what that means. (laughs) Does this mean this? And when you look at it, you're standing up, standing back, looking at it, you're going to be like, I'll never get this game. It's way too complicated. But once you break it down into its parts, it's a phenomenal game. Yeah, for sure. Can I build a temple to the elephant god? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. I do not believe there's an Egyptian elephant god. (sighs) And just when I thought you had me. <laughs> but but you can build pillars, and uh, you can take stuff from people, and there's a lot of bread, and um, yeah, it's great game. I like bread. Yeah. <laughs> you had me at bread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is another one. The next one is Tawana Tinsuyu, The Incan Empire. Did I get that one right? Probably. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't know if Siri knew. Well, this is what the internet says. I don't think that's right. Damn you, internet. (laughs) That's pretty funny. So close. Eh. Curse you, Bill Gates. I'm going to say that uh, you were right. Yay, I'll take it. That's a win for me. Sorry, Joe. (laughs) Womp, womp. (laughs) Uh, So in Tawana Tinsuyu, uh, you are in... The Incan Empire, and uh, you're working on the actual. You're working on the pyramid, the temple that's on these plateaus. You have uh, five levels to the pl- to the temple, and on the top you have a priest. And in this game, it's unique that you have it's a worker placement game. But once your workers are out, they stay there the whole game. Oh, you never get them back. You get more, but you have to. It's a little spatial in. When you place your workers, it depends on which side of the, the pyramid you're on compared to your priest at the top of the pyramid and then how f- 
far down. So you could be paying more potatoes because potatoes is a resource that's not in a lot of games. But hey, this one has potatoes. But where you place your worker, depending on if it's adjacent to another worker of the same type, you get more actions. And there's other ways depending on the color of worker. So again, another thinky game. But when you break it down into its parts, not that complicated. Yeah, because your meeples don't move. Yeah, if we had to pick up our meeples on this one, that would be crazy. <laughs> it looks cool when you get done too, because like you've got this board that's just filled with all these different colored meeples. <laughs> yeah, it looks like like you built a whole village. <laughs> the downside to this, and this is probably why Sean loves it, is once a spot is blocked, it is blocked forever. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it has red meeples that assassinate other people's meeples. Yeah. So once again. <laughs> Why Sean loves this game. Yeah, so while people are trying to farm corn and potatoes, Sean is trying to murder you. <laughs> yes, that is, that is exactly pretty much the game. <laughs> so some meeples do move in the sense that they move off the board. Yes. <laughs> they move to the afterlife. But this one has this, the, the meeples are also the countdown in how, this, how long this game plays. As the worker pool uh, empties out, that's your timer for how long you do have to play this game and then eventually game over. And hopefully you are on the right tracks and have all the points. Yeah, this game's interesting. This one actually looks like a bunch of fun to me because to your point when they don't move and stuff like that, you kind of know what you're doing. So you're building upon, you know, a base level of something like I'm going to get one corn, then two potatoes, then one corn and two potatoes. Well, it would be nice if that were true. But see, your one meeple at the very top of the pyramid does move around, which oh. changes all those counts for where you could put people and how much it costs to put people down. But I still get the potatoes, right? Yes, you still get potatoes. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. <laughs> Look, one meeple's allowed to move. He can be the king because I'm essentially the king of Potato Town. Potato! <laughs> Potato Town. Well, the next one is Tabanusi, the builders of Ur, and we travel to the Mesopotamia Fertile Crescent for the great city of Ur. Ur! In this, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm guessing, too. It could be totally something else, but it's you are, so I'm going with Ur. I am Ur. In this one, it's you're focusing on building just the buildings, the, the town aspect. And you want to group your buildings together, but there's strict building rules based on these districts. And so, like, if you have – you basically get deeds in a sense, and you want to build so many buildings here, but it can't be adjacent to other buildings of the same color – and then you eventually actually build the buildings, and then there's plastic, and it's uh, a huge toy factor. By the time you're done, you actually have this pretty cool-looking city. It's really similar to Santorini in that aspect. By the time you're done, you do have this beautiful city with these uh, cool colors everywhere. Yeah. This but looks complicated. <laughs> it looks complicated, and I'll tell you, it's, I would say it's the hardest one to teach because everything plays into everything else, so it's hard to get a flow going. To, to have a good teach. I've had trouble teaching it every time. But once we get through my uh, stumbling, it tends to smooth out really fast. Uh, one cool thing about this game is you collect dice. They're, they're resources. But if you don't spend them and that dice pool runs out, everybody loses those dice because it jumps to scoring and you have to give them all back. Huh, that's interesting. So you can't hold on to those resources forever. Or if you're like somebody who sees that somebody's waiting to do a specific thing and purposely <laughs> takes dice they don't need just to trigger scoring, Sean. <laughs> oh, hey, you got a bunch of dice over there. Let's uh, do scoring right now. <laughs> well, you don't need to score. No, well, you, you know what? But why not? 
Sean, you scored two off that. <laughs> yeah, but you lost all those dice. <laughs> Which is back like he's winning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Your loss is my win. That is a really fun one. That one is out. All of these are available at your local game stores or on Amazon or at BordenDice.com. The last one, the newest one, it's not even out yet. I can't really tell you too much about it, is Tilatum. And that is coming, did I, what, now what did I call it? You I call it Tilatum, it's Tiletum. <laughs> it's not, but don't, don't quote me. All I know about this game is it's a resource game in the Renaissance. Use dice for resources and actions to gain you riches in the Renaissance. So I would say look for that one, and uh, you tell me. How does it play? With all these tea games, I mean, I'm going to have to find my friend, let's see, Tom, for his birthday and tell him that, <laughs> hey, Tom, I got you a tea game based off of a recommendation from my trolley board game friends <laughs> who tried to get me to pronounce the names of these games. <laughs> I'm sure he'll love it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, most of these games in the T-Series are the easy way is go to BordenDice.com. That's where most of these games come from. Yeah. And, uh, you know, try to pronounce them. <laughs> or play them, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do. It could, just having the names of these games can be a party game. All right, guys, whoever can pronounce this doesn't have to drink. <laughs> yes, there you go. I'd just be like, no, nah, I'm not even going to try. Let me just drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just nope shot. Nope, shot. <laughs> well, moving on from games that you can buy to games that you will be able to back, we're going to get to some crowdfunding with Sean. Yeah, everybody. So the first one we'd like to talk about, we're going to talk about a couple of Kickstarter games here. Uh, the first one is called Quad Heroes. This is the second edition. Now, this is a game that Josh and I both have. We have the first edition game. Um, what they've done with the second edition is they've streamlined some rules a little bit. And um, the game has gone from being played on a bunch of boards to being played within a book. So um, if anybody has played like, oh gosh, uh, like the games from Plaid Hat where uh, all your stories are in this like uh, ringed binder and you're turning pages and those are the new play player boards instead of these big chunky boards that take up a lot of room. So they've got more content for you with less space so they can have a smaller box, which is pretty cool. Um, the other thing that's really, really cool about this I'm really excited about is the first edition came with these minis. And the game is basically uh, you have these minis that are, that are cubes. And your cube is basically a sentient creature. And it's rolling over. And whatever side is facing up, that's the action you get to do. And so they've got different actions on them. And we've, I've got the minis. They're cool looking. But, of course, I can't paint my way out of a wet paper sack, so <laughs> mine are all gray. Uh, these come pre-painted, and holy cow, they're gorgeous. They're just phenomenal looking. I did not know about this. Sean, you want my old copy? I need to buy another. <laughs> I'm like, I want the second edition now. Um, so the second edition is going to be a little bit more pricier. The backing levels for this, uh, the normal pledge is $50, which is about $39 U.S., um, now, you won't get the minis with that. What they've done to make it a little more affordable is the cubes are kind of like dice. So they're screen printed, so they'll still have all the faces and all that and still look cool, but they just won't be like a mini piece. So it still looks really nice, though. Um, if you want all the minis and all that, then you're going to need the bigger box, which is uh, you'll want the deluxe edition, and that one's going to run you about 119 US. But that gets you like tons of minis and all the upgraded pieces and these what? special pets and 
120 is not bad for pre-painted minis. Yeah, yeah. You're, and and you're getting game. a lot of pre-painted minis in this too. So, you know, for what you're getting, it's actually a really good price. And it plays up to six people, which is really cool. Uh, this is a about, 20, about 20 minutes per person. Um, Josh, when we played, what did you think? I really liked it. Um, it was hard to see at the time because you didn't paint your minis and it's all your <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, I was anxious to get it back and them streamlining a few roles. I think it's a very good thing to do because we had a couple confusing parts we were trying yeah. to figure out. So I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I think it's be really cool. So this ends on Friday, August 12th. Uh, they're at the time of our recording, they're at 77K of 109K. So uh, I hope they reach that spot. So definitely go and check this out. One thing I found about Second editions is that when you're building a rule book, as I'm sure you guys know, mm-hmm. like, it, you just can't get that thing perfect. It's so hard. It's rough, yeah. And if anyone actually has this, they do have an upgrade option that you can back for. So you can get like different stuff and the upgraded uh, rule books and all that kind of thing to kind of improve what you had before. So they thought about the people that had backed, said, hey, you know, we're going to have to leave you out, guys out in the wind. We're going to give you an option to be able to get the new hotness. So I think it's really cool. That's some great customer service right there. Yeah, for sure. Next up is Star Realms. Now, I think a lot of people have played Star Realms. Like This is a very well-known game, Um, not only just as a deck-building space-themed card game, but you can also get it on your favorite mobile device and, and play people that way. I've got it on my mobile, and I literally play. There's a couple people I play, and I play every single day. Wow. So I, I've played every single day. <laughs> so yeah, I've played Star Realms a lot. Um, this is called Rise of Empire. Now, Rise of Empire, what they're doing is they're making this into a legacy game. So you're going to be playing over a set of 13 games, and your ships are going to be. Um, growing, expanding, and you're going to get like different options. You'll have stickers that you can add to stuff and changing things up. So if you like Star Realms, this is really going to add all kinds of cool stuff to it. And um, one thing that's really, I, was, I thought was really interesting with this is there's two different uh, backing levels that you can get. There's the Legacy tier, which is 59. Now, Legacy being, once you get done, you'll still be able to play, but all the changes and stuff that you've made are permanent. Okay. So there's no kind of resetting, right? Uh, if you want to back for the infinite replay tier, that is 79, and that is resettable. So what they're going to do is give you pieces that basically let you um, set it back to its original setting and like, okay, now let's go through the campaign again. And a 13-game campaign isn't really all that much. So yeah, yeah. that's like something that's doable and reasonable. Uh a lot of people seem to like this because uh, as of recording, it's at 358,000 of their 20,000 goal with uh, well over 4,000 backers. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a feeling there's going to be no problem raising that money. Yeah, they're, they're crushing it. So this is one, like if you like deck building games, Star Realms is super, super easy to play. Uh, and you, know, you can just go out and pick it up right now and see if you like Star Realms, the game, off your mobile device. And if you like it, yeah, definitely get in back this because this is going to be awesome. Uh, this ends on Thursday, August 11th. Now we're going to move off to the games of GameFound. Game so GameFound, if you don't know, is another uh, platforming uh, option for people that maybe don't use Kickstarter. Uh, GameFound does things a little bit differently, but uh, you know, it's a way to check out new games. So there's a really cool game uh, that is a 20th anniversary edition called Amun Ray. 
Uh, this is actually by Alley Cat Games, and this is a Reiner Knizia classic. Reiner Knizia is, I think he's designed about one million games <laughs> as of now. Uh, Amon Ray is like a classic that a lot of people know. The original version of Amon Ray looks a little dated and not all that great. This, however, woo, holy cow. <laughs> Man, they are just going for the end zone on this it looks absolutely gorgeous. Uh, just tons of really cool cards. Uh, the art on it's phenomenal. Uh, they have an ex- they have a couple of new expansions that the previous game didn't have, which are these statue expansions. The statues are, of course, minis, and yes. you know just add to the whole table presence of the game. Uh, this this is a fantastic looking game. Uh, it's a two to five player game. Plays in about sixty to ninety minutes. Um, it's probably not like a new game that you'd want to play as far as like, I haven't played games very much, but it's not super heavy and super weighty. Um, there's a lot of like player auctions and a lot of player interaction. So if that's something you like, uh, this game really has it in spades. Really, really cool game. Uh, the base version is 55. And if you go for the expanded, it's 72. The expanded is where you get the statues and all the other cool stuff added in. Um, you know, the resources that are... Uh, like plastic pieces, there's pyramids that you'll put out. It's uh, just phenomenal looking. Gosh, this is so good. Can't believe it. What a fantastic job they've done. And Alley Cat always does really good stuff. So this is a company I would also recommend. Uh, I've played a lot of their games. Uh, this is currently at about 88,000 of their 12,000 goals. So they're crushing it and all kinds of stretch rolls are getting unlocked. Uh, over 1,300 backers. And uh, this will be ending on July 26th. Josh, how did we give Sean all the easy names? Uh, he, we drew straws. Oh. <laughs> and we both drew the short straw? Man, that's tough. Yes. <laughs> this last one is, this is really interesting. So let me tell you about the game first. The game is called Nexus Arena Combat System by Dverse Publishing. Now, this is a kind of a big box uh we're going to battle it out, arena combat, you know, rolling dice and hitting each other with big weapons and all that kind of stuff. Uh, dudes on a map kind of game, right? Uh, this is really bloody game. So they're, this is more like a little more adult oriented, not as far as like there's no nudity or anything, but it's just the gore factor as far as like blood on cards. and. Do you want to say the name of the backer level? Name The name of the... Oh. <laughs> Uh, why don't you? Wow. Um, <laughs> or maybe not. Let's just say there's money involved. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we won't say the name. Go check out Nexus Arena Combat System on GameFound and uh, you can see. But um, the really interesting thing about this is their goal was $1,000. Really? Which is weird. So when I saw this, I'm like, that seems a little sketchy. Like, how, there's no way you can make this game. They've got a ton of really huge minis in this game. Uh, lots of really cool components. Like, fantastic looking art. And the gameplay looks really cool. Plays in about 60 minutes, two to four players. Um, the pieces that go around the board that you, like, see all your stuff in has magnets. Ooh. So the magnets all, like, kind of snap together, and it keeps the whole board together. So you don't have things like moving around and all that kind of stuff. They put a lot of production into this. How the hell are they making this for $1,000? That's insanity. Something's up, right? So as I'm reading through this and trying to do some uh, research on it, apparently the person from Deverse, the main guy, actually put his money in and printed copies, like the minimum print run, 
to have the game made. He's actually have the game's going to be to him probably in like a month or so. It's already like done in manufacturing. He's just getting it shipped over. Wow. So it's there. It's almost ready. And he's he's like, this is going to go out in Q4. So when people back this, it will have, you'll have it this year, which is crazy. Like that doesn't happen on Kickstarter. You back a game and you're like, okay, I'll have it in a couple of years, right? Um, You'll have it this year. So that's why their funding goal is a thousand. So the reason why they're putting this up on crowdfunding, if he's already made it, like, what are you doing? Um, what he's trying to do is print enough copies. They're going to do a second reprint. And what they're going to do is try and get that into stores and get it into uh, distribution and stuff like that. So it means anybody that backs it, you get your copy now. And then all the extra copies that they print, that's what they'll be trying to go stores with and all that. Oh, I kind of like that idea, actually. Yeah, well, I, mean, I mean, obviously, he, he put have, his money in it. Like, yes, yeah, you have to have wow. money. <laughs> and he put a lot of money in it. There's no way he got away with this, like, very inexpensively. Like, he put a lot of money into this. And apparently, he's been working on it for five years, and he's taken it to all the cons. Um, a lot of the big names in gaming have, like, put quotes out for about it, and they're praising it, saying it's a really, really good game. So definitely check this out. The current backing level is they're at 32000 uh, but it's ending on September 16th. So he's not pressed for time because he's already got the games, right? So he wants it ending about the same time that he'll have them so we can start sending them out pretty much after he gets them. So definitely check that one out. Nexus Arena Combat System. I mean, high praise to this guy. He's got, he's put a lot of thought into this. Uh, there's some pictures that show uh, the game sitting inside of a calyx. Like, this is what it will look inside your calyx shelf and, you know, how much space it takes up. So... You know they've they've really they've done all their homework and so I, I applaud them on that. They really should be awarded for that. So oh, joke, check it out. This game looks phenomenal. Nexus Arena Combat System. Nice, that's awesome. Before we get out of here, I would like to give the man to my left a special birthday shout out because as of this recording right now, it is his birthday, Josh. <laughs> oh, thank you. Happy, Happy birthday! birthday. Happy birthday! Happy Let's birthday. make it uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> when do we do the spanking? Well, uh, on your own time, <laughs> far, far away from us. I don't think we need to record that. <laughs> Just check Facebook. <laughs> Josh, happy birthday. Thank you. Are you excited? I exist. <laughs> you exist to eat the lovely cupcakes I brought. Well, cake is delicious. Yes. And if that's the case, I need more cake and my birthday's every day. Okay. I like this plan. Yeah. Good plan. I like it. Well, thank you once again for joining us. Geek Nationals. It has been a great time serving you up some board games in the T-Series. Some great crowdfunding projects coming to us soon. And of course, the birthday man, Josh. Take us out of here. Well, everybody, just remember to play tastefully, use teamwork, be terrific, and have some tranquility gameplay. Oh.